Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and in this episode we are discussing a new horror film, a new horror comedy by the name of Slice. It is a pizza themed horror comedy which means it's basically made just for Tim because he's pizza obsessed. Have <laughs> <laughs> we got like a horror movie like set around a goat yet? I guess The Witch kind of counts. Uh, I feel like a lot of times people will use goats as like a set dressing. Uh, the witch definitely, you know, was one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So, yeah, so we'll start spoiler free as we always do, and then we'll we'll, we'll warn you before we d- dive into spoilers beforehand. I I was looking forward to checking this one out because the trailer was was pretty cool. The trailer was interesting. It set up this very specific tone, lots of synth, lots of sort of cheesy kind of kind of characters. It was like, oh, this is a story about a werewolf, a ghost, and a witch, and it's like, okay, what's what's, what's going on with this movie? Sure. Uh, Zazie Beats is in this. She was, of course, in Deadpool two earlier this year, so I knew her from that. Um, and there's a couple of recognizable faces popping up in it. Uh, did from Stranger Things, uh, Steve, your favorite character, your spirit animal, Steve Harrington. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's great. Uh, but he's not, he's, he's all a half of them. Dustin wasn't here, so it wasn't the complete package that makes yeah, Steve so true. good. So I think that's worth mentioning. But yeah, so so they're in this, and the premise of this one is that there is someone murdering pizza delivery drivers. And hmm. more to the point, in the, the world of this movie, ghosts are a thing that just kind of exist, and ghosts like have their own section of town. It's kind of like Chinatown, but it's called Ghost Town. And that's where all the ghosts live. And all the deaths keep happening in Ghost Town. And that's like a plot point of the movie. Uh, <laughs> and the lead suspect is this werewolf character who comes back to town because there was similar murders for, for Chinese delivery people like years ago. And there's that going on. And Zazie Beats used to work at the pizza place and she like goes back to the pizza place because she wants revenge because her boyfriend was the first victim. And there's also a reporter going around trying to investigate the crimes and what's going on. And then meanwhile, there's the detective story of the detective trying to track down the killer. And these are all the things that are going on in the movie. Oh, and there's also like a weird ghost human rights group that are constantly causing trouble with the mayor. (laughs) So that's all the things that are going on. That's the basic gist of the premise across all the plot threads as the beginning. So I'll ask the question that I always do. Tim... Did you enjoy Slice? Uh, so, like you said, um, you know, it had a pretty good trailer, and there's a lot of stuff that felt like it was catering to me. Like, uh, I, I love pizza, like you mentioned. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, cool kind of, like, alternative comedy people in it that I like. Like, uh, I like Paul Shear a lot, um, and uh, Hannibal Burris is in it, but... It's really just for like a second. But then uh, other mm. than that, though, you know, a lot of the cast is really good and it had me excited. Uh, but man, when I watched it, uh, this is God awful. Like this is <laughs> like, <laughs> like e- even all the stuff that I thought was like, oh, man, this is like going to be like right up my alley. Like it it, it was horrendous. And um, <laughs> it, it's uh, I, I to the point I almost thought it was like unwatchable this movie is such a mess and like i heard kind of people saying like oh it's surprising they're just kind of throwing this out there it's not really getting like a big theater release or anything and it's like well mm. no wonder like a24 put this out for some god reason yeah it's but weird a- you can a- tell they're trying to bury it <laughs> yeah a24 typically is like you know the 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 this little studio, this little distributor who are usually have a reputation for having really good movies. Even if they're not always movies that you like, they may not be to your taste, they always seem to pick these really great little indie movies and put them out there. Um, yeah, actually, I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about it, because I... I <laughs> and this is the funny thing, is I started off watching the movie, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, I really look forward to this, this is right up my alley, and I'm watching the movie, and things are starting, and I'm like, okay, alright, okay, this is getting into the groove of it. But the, the the more it went, the more I realized it just wasn't that good. Like, you know, things were just yeah. falling flat. It wasn't funny when it was supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. And the direction felt very bland. Joe, it's actually worse than this, but Joe, you know it reminds me of the, the feeling I got. I think you even hate it more than I do. I, I don't know if I'd even say I hate it so much as I just think it's really, really mediocre and boring. But 
Uh, remember Beyond the Gates? I think that's what it was called. We did this in the, in the show. Uh, yeah, like the VHS video. Yeah, the, yeah. And yet. I got a very similar feeling to, to that where it was like, I love what this is trying to do. I love what it's aiming for. And I love the style that it's trying to like sort of evoke. But ultimately, like, it just never hits it. Like, it's, it's, it's trying really hard, but it's never as funny as it should be. And then another problem I had... Is, is the weird thing where I never really feel like I got to know any of the characters or there was one that was like, that's my main character, that's the one that I'm latched onto. We were oh, jumping no. around <laughs> every plot thread, like, equally throughout the whole movie that I never really got to, like, connect well, to anyone or care about anything. See, well, I, I would kind of disagree with what you said. Like, I'm, well, obviously, your opinion, is, you know, is your own, but, like, I... I thought it'd be good. Like, I could... But I could never feel like that I got a sense for what the movie was trying to be because it feels like it was trying to be like 80 different things. Even when you're explaining the plot, that's like there's so much different stuff going on. Oh, sure. And it doesn't really ever feel connected. Like it felt like this was like the pitch for a, you know, 10 episode season like Netflix show or something that <laughs> they just decided to cram into the movie because everything is so over the place. There's all these different characters, but they never feel like they actually come together and really that they matter in each other's life and then yeah sometimes it seems like it's going for like this kind of you know irrelevant humor sometimes it seems like it's trying to be a little serious and like sometimes it seems like it's trying to be cool and sometimes it seems like it's trying to actually have a message like you know with like oh like the you know ghost uh, being segregated into this part of town and stuff but everything falls flat it's so one note there's no subtlety to anything it's just <laughs> super bloated and it, I, I just i think it's absolute garbage i was really pissed off actually watching this movie whoa whoa <laughs> all right Tim, let's but, put on the brakes Let, let's take a step back here <laughs> right first of all when i said i could see what it was trying to do and i love what it's trying to be i wasn't so much talking about the plot I was talking about the use of music. I was talking about the, the, the tone that it was going for, the, the sense of humour that it was trying to evoke as, as it was going through. The plot's probably the biggest problem in the entire movie because it does jump around so much from so many different things. And it sets up all these really big concepts of ghost town, of this, of that, of, of witches, of werewolves, and it never really felt like it had a solid grounding of what any of its any of its rules were or even just like a solid grounding of what the premise was because well, at one point, yeah. the mayor... Um, who's an actor I typically like in, in small roles. Chris Parnell. Yeah. There you go, that's the dude. Uh, at one point, uh, partway through the movie, he says, I'm sorry, but all hauntings are banned. And I still don't know what he meant by that statement. What is a haunting in the in the context of this movie? Because it's not like the it's not like he's saying the ghosts are banned from like interacting with everyone else or they're, they're off the streets or whatever, because they're still ghosts out and about for the rest of the movie. They're, they're, like, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Hunties are yeah. banned. What does uh, that mean? Explain it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the ghost for a second. Because um, mm -hmm. first of all, it starts off with like this huge like exposition dump about like how you know this place has like the most hauntings or whatever, and all the hauntings are set up in this one part of town. But they never like explain like why it has the most hauntings or like uh you know throughout the movie they never actually give you any insight as to how the ghost exists, how they operate, like how they operate and stuff. Like I never got any sense of like what their limitations are, what their powers, like, do they function as regular people? Like, you know, do they, you know, like how do they interact with the world? Like all you really do is you mostly see them standing in the background. And then like at key moments, sometimes you'll have one will say something like for a joke, but you have like, you know, it sets up as this huge thing, but then there's no actual like thought put into how it operates or how it would operate if it was like, you know, happening in the real world it just really frustrated me and like this this is a uh i don't know if you call it a trope because i don't think it happens like super often but i really when i was watching this i was thinking like i as much as i love like you know ghosts and monsters and demons and all that stuff i don't like when people try to make a story uh about them as like being like commonplace like i like when they're you know, supposed to be like a monster and something you're scared of or you're, you know, going to run away from and then, you know, other no, people I don't know believe you, you or whatever. I know what you're meaning here because when they start talking about, oh, they think the killer's a werewolf, it's just, everyone's just kind of like, oh yeah, the werewolf. Is that, is that like, oh, werewolves are normal. Yeah. Like everyone knows that werewolves are around. Yeah. And like, and, and there is ways that you can do that, like that, you know, it, it's interesting, um, you know, but like, 
when it gets to the point when it's like uh and i feel like it happens like a lot with zombies or something like that was like to try to be like a, a you know comedy about like well this is just what it's like you know when uh when your neighbor's a zombie or something like uh i don't know like i just it's not funny to me and it, it just like takes everything away that's like what actually makes like monsters and, and stuff interesting and I, <laughs> again exploring. you can almost see what it wanted to do at some point because after, after they start talking about the werewolves zizi beats character says something like wait aren't like werewolves vicious and awful creatures who kill people and the other guy goes hey that's a stereotype that's offensive and i'm like okay there's something you could do with that you could do with like werewolves and like, other horror like you know creatures and you know yeah. races to substitute and to talk about things like racism and whatever, right? You, you could do something with that. And that would be very much a satire comedy, right? That wouldn't be like a serious <laughs> horror movie version of, oh, scary werewolves. And that'd be okay. The problem is, is the movie then does absolutely nothing with that after that point. It never, it never yeah. brings it up again. It was just one line <laughs> and then it's yeah, forgotten. And, it, and like most of our characters aren't like, you know, these actual creatures. And like, you know, like the creatures are all the minor characters. So you never really get you know, except for the werewolf is the biggest one, but you don't even see him, like, being a werewolf. Like, he's basically just a normal guy for, like, 95% of the movie. So it doesn't really feel like, you know, they're making everything, like, commonplace and normal, but it still doesn't really feel that way because none of the characters we're following are that way. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. It, I just I never get a real sense of what the rules of the world were in terms of, like, yeah. how integrated in society are werewolves and ghosts and and you know whatever like it, and most of all though my biggest problem is other than the fact that the plot is a jumbled mess where it doesn't feel like it builds up to anything you know when there's a reveal of like who the true villain is in, in the the movie i'm like oh, okay like i just kind of shrugged i didn't care it was, didn't matter there was no build up to it there was no reason to care is honestly my other big problem is that it's just painfully unfunny like the the scene mm-hmm. where I got really worried early on because the opening scene where the first pizza boy gets killed is it's whatever it's fine it gets gets his throat slit it's you know whatever, uh, but it's the scene with the detectives coming to uh, the crime scene and one of them is kind of an idiot and the other one's like the gruff detective who keeps telling them to shut up because he keeps saying stupid things and every single line of dialogue was painful every single one yeah. and I'm like who wrote this this is this is awful mm-hmm. and this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, be too harsh, but this really felt like a, um, like a first draft script. Like I, like I feel like, you know, especially with comedy, like you really need to like, you know, punch it up. Like, and this felt like just the fir- like the guy wrote it like the first time through, and it was just like, all right, let's film it. Like, yeah, no need to try to like, you know, add jokes or you know maybe like rewrite some stuff or improv on set. Like everything just felt like, oh, is that like your first? go around like is that really what you're gonna go with yeah there was a weird pacing problem to it as well and i, I don't know if this is i mean obviously the direction is not great because it's not a well-directed movie at all but I, yeah. I, I don't know if the pacing of the jokes is purely the direction purely the jokes themselves but there was lots of weird like it was almost like it wanted to do like that awkward like realistic humor where there's like awkward silences after the, the weird lines and it felt like i don't know like uh, the scene where the werewolf first meets uh zizi beats character right and the, the, he's just kind of like you know try to be casual with her and every line's kind of a, a sort of slight joke and it there, there was just all these pauses after every line where it was like i don't i feel like this would might be punchier if you just edit, edit the, the gaps down and make it th- th- flow oh, yeah. quicker and it's and I, I and obviously there's comedy where you want the pauses you want you know if you watch the office that half the comedy on that show is let the awkwardness sink in after something said whereas here it's not actually that awkward what they're saying in and of itself they they make it awkward by pausing after it and it feels weird it feels unnatural like they don't know how to pace a scene properly uh which on it and this is going to be really insulting to an extent but (laughs) it felt like a shouldn't filmmaker who didn't know how to like edit down a scene or how to like direct the actors to the right pace oh yeah i agree a thousand percent like yeah there's definitely something off where yeah it it really didn't feel like you're watching a like professionally made movie and like yeah. it almost like it kind of weirdly felt like you know the better actors in the movie like ZZ Beats and stuff like it felt like they could not wait to like get out of the movie because it seems like they would like be on their scene and then they're gone and you wouldn't see them in a for like a long stretch of yeah, time to the, the point where you're like oh yeah I forgot that I I really thought connected this that she was the main character 
and it kind of sets up yeah. at the start that she's going to be because she's the one out for revenge and she's going to investigate but then she disappears for like long stretches of time well, uh, well that, that's a, that's another problem too is honestly like if i were to ask you who the main character is could you like confidently answer that question no i couldn't and like... it, and obviously <laughs> there are some movie plots that work when it's an ensemble and it is everything's kind of equal oh, yeah but this really needed an anchor this could be and i think in this case because it's such a weird world it doesn't play by our rules it plays by this weird own you know fantasy horror world rules we need an anchor we need someone who is at the center that kind of draws us in and we follow them and they're our baseline for everything we have no baseline in this movie you, you can do the ensemble in a in like a serious gritty drama because everything like no no it's, it's our world it's our rules everything makes sense to us anyway by nature so we don't need the baseline in the same way because the baseline is just what we're used to but here we need someone to anchor the whole thing down and like make us feel like there's like a just, just, just like some sort of center point, some sort of center rule that everything else revolves around. And because there isn't that, everything just kind of feels like it's been thrown out there and kind of, okay, I guess that this thing can happen in this movie and this thing it's, can happen. Sure. It's like they just throw a bunch of characters and plot out there and they just hope one kind of ends up being compelling enough that, you know, it, it'll make keep you uh, interested. But it, again, there's like nothing really feels like it has that much weight or point to it and like stuff happens where it's just like like i think um like you know no spoilers but like you know when we get to the end of the movie you kind of find out like who's been killing people and like what they're after and stuff and it just uh actually i think you kind of mentioned it earlier but at that point you just don't care because you're not really invested with the characters and it's not really something that you've been like following all the way through that you're really interested in it's just like Oh, okay, we're going, you know, this way now. All right. Yeah, I, yeah. The ending's just so lackluster, and ultimately doesn't really amount to much. Like, if if you're building up to the, if, if if part of the core of the movie is that the werewolves, who's not really the killer, right? I don't think that's a spoiler because the, the movie clearly says at the start everyone thinks he's the killer, therefore he's he's definitely not. It's someone else, but ultimately he's going to decide to be a bit of a hero and help fight whoever is the bad guy. And I'm like, okay, I can see the the plot potential there. You have this like gruff like loner who decides to be the hero by the end. Like you can do that, but the final confrontation where everyone's kind of involved is over so quick. It's so lackluster. You could really feel the budget here. I think the the, the budget was felt the most in the last act. Not that it ever needed to be a big budget movie. Like part of the charm from the trailer was that it did look a low budget movie where someone just had some fun ideas. But I don't, I don't know. This was. Um, it's funny, I feel like I'm hating it more now that we're talking about it. I, As I was watching it, it was just thoroughly in this really mediocre, none of this is really working range. As opposed to being outright, you know, the boy garbage. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even, you're delirious. You know what you're saying? I would legitimately argue about that. Like, I, I'm assuming that you're kind of joking, but I think the boy at least, you know, even if you don't like it, has a coherent, like, plot and direction like mm -hmm. it's not all over the place like this which is just an absolute mess in terms of a script sure i i think i i at least like some of the ideas in this more than i like the the general Dude, idea right. of the boy you know Dude, you got you gotta let go Honestly, if they didn't have the synth music, like there wouldn't be anything you like about this movie. Just because they add a little bit of synth music does not mean they uh -huh. have an idea of something they're going for. I think they're just not, doing not... that because they're specifically trying to capitalize on things like Stranger Things. I don't even think it was like a general I like. I I feel attacked with that statement. <laughs> Again, I'm talking about the tone that it's shooting for. Again, it's missing the mark. It really is. I don't is. think it's shooting for a tone though. It I is think shooting like for a tone. Way too much credit. What is the tone it's shooting for? <laughs> it, it's like honestly, because I don't it, think it's. I, don't, I think you're giving it way too much like credit that it was trying to do something because I, no, I think it's, it had no idea what it was doing. Tim, it's failing miserably at it, but it is shooting for something. It's shooting. It's shooting what for it, what is it? Vamp. It's shooting for Vamp's tone. Think of vamp. Okay. That's what it's trying to be. It's trying to be that tone. I don't, I don't think so. I think I think they honestly they're not <laughs> they weren't actually shooting for something. They were trying to just do stuff that was popular. So yeah, we're gonna throw in like you know some stuff that's just like you know synth music and I feel like they're well, trying to do at some this like point, kind Tim, of the 
at this point, what we're arguing here then, the argument here now has become, <laughs> you're saying that there are, there are corporate, corporate soulless people who have picked things out of a hat that are popular, and I'm saying that they are hopeless romantics and love the genre, they're just incompetent and can't do it. Which one is worse or better is, is up for debate. <laughs> but that's essentially what we're arguing like, I, here right now. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that they, you know, I, I do think they are probably someone who likes horror movies and they like cheesy things, but I don't think that they, I, I didn't, I don't want to give them enough credit to think that they actually thought enough about this movie that they were trying to uh, achieve something. Well, no, but that's the thing. I'm not saying they thought, but I'm not, this is what I'm saying. They didn't give it enough. Like, they just assumed they could do it. They assumed it was easy. Oh, sure. When, yeah. I, when I say they, they were shooting for something, I, I, I just mean in their head, this is what they thought they were going to end up with. They're like, oh, no, I want to recreate the tone of that and this and that, and I want to put it in there with the synth, and I want to put it in there with the, the, the light-hearted killings and jokes and stuff like that, and the, the attitude. Um... And instead... You're way too easy to impress. <laughs> what part of this sounds impressed? <laughs> what you're saying, like, you're acting like the movie, yeah, it's not that bad because the people that made it might like good movies. <laughs> what did I say that? What did I say it's not that bad? <laughs> you, That's what you... it sounds like you're getting at. <laughs> Look, I, I am saying that... I am saying that someone wanted to make a certain type of movie, but was unbelievably incompetent of how to actually achieve said movie. What part of that sounds impressed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it sounds like you're saying that, like, oh, yeah, it's not a good movie, but you got to give them credit because, you know, they did. I'm not giving them credit. I'm not giving them credit. I'm just saying (laughs) what I think the the, the thought process was. Uva Bowl may want to make a good movie, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to give him credit for it when he turns out that piece of shit. Hey, hey. <laughs> you, you, like, Tommy Wiseau wanted to make a great movie with The Room. He thought he was doing, like, an auteur's work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he made it so bad that it was hilarious. This never hits that, unfortunately. This is just boring and unfunny. But... Yeah. Like, I, I do wonder, though, like if they were trying to go for like at points it seems like maybe they were trying to do stuff that was like so bad or stupid that it might be funny but then also you know times it seems like they were trying to do stuff that like oh no this is like legitimately like cool or whatever and you know like you said like the the other feel like they were trying to do like the you know kind of awkward humor of the office at points um but i feel like they're also trying to do like um I don't know what you call it, but like, uh, like, like some stuff kind of felt like the the really over the top silly, like, uh, like Tim and Eric kind of humor. Mm. Uh, but again, none of it ever actually lands. It is you know, painfully unfunny. You've got and those maybe two I, things. I think you've got a little bit of like wanting to be Ghostbusters esque in there with the mix of comedy and I can the lighthearted yeah. horror, and then I think you've got a mix of, like I say, stuff like Vamp. A little bit of Stranger Things, not not much because not kids or anything like that, but just just in the sense of the the, the small town, and I think it's supposed to be the eighties. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I well, she uses a computer at one point, right? That's true. You know, you're right. Yeah, there's a computer. It, yeah. it just has a very eighties feel to it. It's not actually in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, to think. To, no, I, I agree. To, they definitely were probably trying to go for some of that. But honestly, though, like I wonder if like part of that was just like. Hey, what do people like now? Like, you know, Stranger Things. All right, that's big. Let's do something like that. You know. I think the reason why I, I'm not jumping to the the corporate like, oh, let's just do what people like thing, is it's because it's an indie movie, and I feel like indie movies, if they if they tend to be bad, it's because they were just bad at making the movie, as opposed to a big corporate movie where it was just, oh, let's get people in a room and what do people like? This think piece this out. This this <laughs> committee designed by committee. Yeah. This Joe, it's funny, Tim. I was worried you wouldn't like this. I I was worried coming out of this review that I really didn't like this and you were going to be trying to defend it. Because I, th- I thought the humour oh might God. work for you. <laughs> After Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, I really thought this might be something that clicked with you in a weird way. No, no I mean, I do like really like silly, stupid stuff. <laughs> like a, a lot of times, like I'll admit oh, that. Oh, we like, <laughs> But... <laughs> But even when, um, like, I don't like, you know, sometimes people, like, laugh at stuff that they're like, oh, my God, that's so random. Like, I like it. Like, I don't I, I don't like stuff that 
like even if you're weird or random or whatever there's still a way to do it well and a way to do it bad and Mm -hmm. this movie does it bad (laughs) and i think maybe it also might offend me more that like you know if this was just some whatever run-of-the-mill you know um movie that we've seen a bunch before that's fine but the fact that it is trying to take things that i like and um and again, it has like a lot of like you know uh, people in it that I like. Like um, the guy that owns a pizza place, Paul Shear. He's a very, very funny uh, you know sketch and improv mm-hmm. guy. And I usually like you know almost anything that he's in. And then um, you know Hannibal Burris is a really funny stand-up comedian. He's like one of my favorites, and he's in the beginning for like maybe two minutes. I don't know if you remember. He was one of the guys that worked at the diner. If you remember the diner <laughs> scene that has nothing to do with the movie. Um, but the main oh, character yeah. works at a diner for like two seconds. <laughs> a diner. Yes, right. I never came back. I, like, see, when they introduced that at the start of the movie, I thought that was going to be like the, 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 one of the locations to keep going back to to like meet each other and stuff. And instead, yeah. they just would never see it again. But it, it's also like, you know, uh, Astrid. She's working at the diner, and then you know, when she finds out about the murders, she goes. She starts working at the pizza place again. But uh, again, it's another one of those things where it's like, all right. So first of all. All the diner stuff was so extremely pointless. Uh, second of all, like we never learn anything about like what her history with the pizza place was. Like we know that she was going out with that guy, but it's also like, all right, so why is she working there anymore? And like, why are they just like, yeah, it felt like so there was okay maybe, to have her back. Like, yeah, it felt like there was maybe a backstory there that maybe get cut out of the movie, or maybe they never wrote the backstory. It was just kind of is what and, it like, was. I, yeah. <laughs> And I'm I'm not saying I want this because you know, good lord, I wouldn't watch it. But like, you definitely it, want it. It probably would have been, <laughs> it probably would have been better if it was like a eight to ten episode Netflix show or something. Because then you can actually, you know, flesh out these characters. And you know, I, I think that format would work a little better. That you would can have like intersecting storylines. But so uh, Tim's ten, ten review of this movie is it wasn't long enough. I need I need ten hours of it instead of just hey, ninety I'm minutes. Saying, <laughs> I, I still don't watch it because it would be horrible, but at least it would probably make sense <laughs> and like you know you probably get a feel for the characters. Either that, or they'd add so many more ideas to account for all the extra episodes that it would just be even more insane by That's the end, true. and not in a good way, not That's in a way true. that it's it, not in like a bad movie like fun way where it's like oh my god this is insane like what it's doing here it's just yeah. in a Oh, it's just adding more things to the pot and not really doing anything with them. Yeah. And uh, all right, so one other thing I got to complain about uh, is I absolutely hated like the way everything looked. Like half the time I couldn't even tell when people were supposed to be ghosts because they basically just kind of look like people. <laughs> like, oh, so you're, t- yeah, like, you're not talking about the visuals of the movie. You're talking about the design of things in the movie. I, I would say the, the visuals of the movie, I think, are very bland like there's nothing yeah, interesting about them um but then the actual like uh design of the monsters i think are really shitty like i mean the... you basically only see like yeah i thought you were gonna say i'll let you finish your point and then i'll jump in all right yeah it will, it will basically you only like really see like you know the ghosts and then you see a werewolf like a little bit at the end and they both look pretty horrible yeah because the visuals aren't bad the visuals are just kind of like i feel like the, the cinematographer uh, was fine, and that's that's what maybe separates us from like stuff that's even worse. Is that on a technical quality, the, the, the technical people behind the camera are doing a fine job. Like it looks like a proper movie. Um, it's the it's the direction and the way the actors are directed. And it's not that the actors are bad per se. We've seen a lot of these actors pop up in a lot of things. They're fine actors. Yeah. Um, this this is purely the script and the direction that's that's letting them down. Um, and not not this. So I, I agree with the, the ghost thing because I, I was actually because you see, you see the first ghost in the opening scene before we're actually explained it's explained to us that the ghost town exists and that ghosts are just a part of this world and everyone knows about them and they still order pizza and they still need to eat I guess <laughs> because they're ordering pizza. Um, I mean, I I couldn't <laughs> tell you because this movie is not about answering questions. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Though. I don't even think it's about like like posing questions either they just kind of naturally occur because they didn't think anything through yeah like you like i guess maybe they just want you to go along in the ride or or maybe they're like oh well you know the ghosts aren't really important but it's like but then why are you trying to make them important why is that the opening of your movie is talking about the ghosts like why are people talking about like the ghost town murders like you know it's it frustrates me because yeah Yeah, it doesn't feel like it 
raises questions, but yeah, if you simplify and just make it like, oh, someone's killing, because I actually think the basic premise. If you just, if you told me the premise of a movie is, oh, someone's killing delivery drivers around the city, someone has to figure out the crime, and there's maybe like something supernatural going on at the end of it. I could see a movie with with like a sort of uh, tone again, and the tone that it's going for, not the tone that it necessarily achieves, um, working in that vein. But keep it simpler. Mm. I, honestly, I, I think one of the biggest problems is kind of what the reveal is, and like the fact that there's mm. this other third party involved, and it's all this extra stuff. Um, and then the motives of that third party are just kind of weird. And because in fact, at one point when the characters have kind of figured out like who's behind it all, they say, "Oh, they want to do this for themselves." Uh, motive unknown. We don't know why they want to do it, and then it's never actually brought up at the end of the movie why they actually want to do the whole plan they have. And by the time we get to that point, like, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe like 40, 45, 50 minutes in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I could, I could not have cared less. Like I, like, you know, I, I, I had some promise, you know, in the beginning, just cause you know, I'm intrigued about what it is and hmm. what it's going to be. But then it's, yeah, it just constantly like goes down and down and down to the point where, yeah, by the end, when you are finally learning stuff, I just, I could not care at all i hated it so much if you think i was worried that i was going to have to be the negative one on this <laughs> and instead tim get angry with me and shouted at me for thinking that i was defending <laughs> it a little bit too much which was not the case those of you at home who can comprehend simple statements will understand where what i was trying to say yeah, you know it's just uh when you bring up the boy it makes my it makes my blood boil i gotta stand up for my little guy uh you and bram you and bram yeah brams there you go you you and, you and that idiot brams jesus all right uh spoilers i guess spoilers for slice um joe's you know fine just, just i mean that's just all technically spoiler for you but we're in spoilers now anyway just for, for the record but i i it's this one hurts a bit more than some of the other shitty movies we watch because I was actually looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be good. Whereas, you know, like, it's not, a ter- oh, I agree. It's not terrible that, that Truth or Dare turns out to suck because I always expected that to suck. Like, I was expecting that to be garbage. Yeah. And it was. And and I, yeah, and, and actually, I can have, like, some fun with that because at least, you know, that movie, you can kind of make fun of it because it's trying to take it so seriously and it's, like, you know, so bad and stuff, but it's... You can't really have fun when someone is trying to be funny and it's not. No, no. Um, there, there is like a, 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 it's a very hard to hit concoction, and it's not something you can do intentionally. As any anyone who's tried to intentionally make a bad movie has failed miserably at. But there is a yeah. weird concoction where you can try to be funny, and it's so unfunny that it somehow flips again and becomes funny. But that's very hard sure. to do. It's one in a million. It's one in a million. That's like that's, that's lightning in a yeah. ball. It's that is hard to capture and again it's not intentional you just stumble into it you know with with yeah. no sense anyway so the other thing that this movie does that annoys me is uh not only is it not trying to be funny but i felt like it was trying to be cool like you know there's a lot of uh-huh. stuff where characters are walking in slow motion they're putting their jackets on which to be fair it does look cool and stuff but then it's just immediately followed by like a scene where it's like I don't understand why these characters well, are acting this way. The, the first scene that you bring up about the the that makes me I think of when you say that I thought it was fine because it was early on in the movie. This is like you know after Beats has found out that her boyfriend died, who worked at the pizza place, and she goes in and gives him this speech about oh we need to go out there and work. And I thought it was kind of funny how the all the pizza delivery people all left at the exact same time, like a fleet of cars. Like you have to wait for orders to come in. It's not like you all go out like you're in war. Yeah. You, you, that's not how pizza delivery <laughs> well, works. But I, like, but the, the, the montage of them all like her suiting up and putting the jacket on as the music was playing, I was like, I was kind of still into yeah. it at that point because I was like, okay, it's early enough. This is setting up the premise of the movie and let's see what they're going to do. Um, and, you know, her investigating seems like it's a fine, you know, thread. To, and again, I'm still thinking she's the main character at this point. It wasn't until after this yeah. where the movie really lost me and there was more stuff like that. But at this point, it was fine. This this felt in tone with what it was trying to do at this point, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, there is like a weird thing with it where, uh, like, it felt like the food delivery people in this town like were like 
you know, a lot more important than like, you know, in, than they are in reality for some reason. Like it seemed like, you know, they kept trying to make like a, a big deal about them. And I don't know if it was just like, see, I was actually, know, the... obviously it just kind of threw it away as the movie went on. I was kind of okay with that as an idea. Early on when she comes in and gives a speech like, oh, we have to go out there and do this for, for Justin, for the guy who died. We have to go out and do, do this for him. This is important. We have to go out and deliver pizzas. I kind of like if that was going to be the central sort of like joke of the movie is that they treat this as if it's like as important as like saving lives like no you you're you're basically an ambulance driver because you deliver pizzas like if you really treat it like that like there's honor in delivering pizzas I can see the you know the the absurd humor that might come from that and treating the job important like but if you're going to do that I'd say go even further with it and say that no 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 their actual crisis, their actual thing they're trying to do in the movie is just deliver pizzas whilst under the threat of being killed off. Like, just do that. Just make that the yep. movie and the premise. So, so, well, where to begin? So, the, 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 the hate group, or the other hate group, the, the alleged human rights group or ghost rights group or whatever they are, turn out to be the villains. They're the witches that are trying to manipulate... Uh-oh public opinion against the ghost so they can take ghost town so they can open portals to hell for some reason <laughs> and and why do they have to kill the pizza boys to do that because that'll make everyone think the ghosts are responsible so therefore everyone hates ghosts okay but who well why what does it matter if people hate ghosts if the gates of hell are open because and I'm, I'm not. I, it feels like maybe I'm trying to like grill you or something. But I'm honestly, like, I'm asking these questions because like I just feel like this movie is so poorly thought out that it's like, did they have an idea Look, of what Tim, they were doing? I don't have an answer for you, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you what the movie's given me, and that's as best as I got. Like, see, everything feels like it's supposed to be important. Like that feels like a big, huge thing. But instead of you know revealing it in the movie and being like oh my god i'm shocked that they went there instead it's just like okay so why do i care about this same thing with like uh you have the werewolf character who feels like he's supposed to be this big character and it's supposed to mean something when like you know he's uh trying to get away and then kind of like comes back and decides to help but again it's like i have i just have no context or idea of who this character is or what they're going for that everything just falls flat when it feels like he's supposed to have a big hero moment or a big final showdown it's yeah, like, yeah, basically, give a shit. They, they put the one or two big moments that are supposed to be the the pinnacle of the character, but they forgot to put in everything else that actually makes those moments yeah. matter or mean anything. <laughs> That's basically what they did. I, yeah, it's, it's weird. The, the two cops are really unfunny. Um, for some reason, the cop who's been convinced it's the werewolf the whole movie shows up and like helps at the end and gives him a nod like he figured it out like no no you're really a good guy yeah and I'm like how when, when, did, when, when did he have this arc where he like realized this what what, what convinced him of this well, well he used to hate werewolves because a werewolf ran over his uh his mother i think he said yeah uh, which like like okay i see where the joke is like that could kind of be like a funny idea because it's like oh like a werewolf killed my you know mother or whatever and it's like oh like how did like how that happens like well he ran her over or whatever it's like oh i get it but a bumps but like again like this dude you know his the character is not great and there's no like timing with it whatever that even jokes like that that maybe could have been okay just seem like they really fall flat yeah yeah um, let me let me ask you this did you have any like running jokes <laughs> that you hated the most or anything <laughs> uh I'll give you. I, I have two examples. Um, so they have the the ghost guy that works at the pizza place. Oh yeah, and kind of oh, like yeah. the big joke is he always goes on these big prophetic monologues that someone always interrupts him and is like, "Hey, yeah, we don't care." Blah blah blah. Like that's again, like I see where the idea of that is kind of funny, but there's just like no like panache to the way it's like you know directed or shot and like the uh you know kind of like you said before like with the pacing and the timing like it it, it feels more awkward when it's like you know they're done talking then it's like always yeah, feels like I, there's a beat and then a character reacts i feel i feel like the joke here works better again i can actually compare this to some other stuff i see not that anyone likes to bring up um louis ck anymore but his character on parts and rec right he was a cop and the joke with his character on that show was that everything he said sounded like a policeman making a statement at a press conference about a case, right? Sure. 
everything every, the way he phrased everything sounded like that and that was really funny and i feel like what you do with this ghost character if you want him like give him that tone but just have him talk about everything yeah. like that and make that the joke instead he just goes on about this you know the gates of hell shall open and we must all look into our souls to keep it as and then there was one joke where he like or one speech at the end of it where he says where where the whole point was oh don't forget the the the, the breadsticks that someone ordered and I'm like okay right, I oh, see right, yeah. why that was that was supposed to be kind of the, what they were doing there but it was more of a, just like a tacked on punchline as opposed to no just have him talk about like the pizza and making a pizza as if he's talking about like protecting the earth do that that could be yeah. funny <laughs> yeah and it's just like and you just never really see him doing anything else like I, I assumed he was like the one making the pizzas but like. You know, it'd probably be more funny if, you know, he's saying this while he's like, you know, flipping a pizza or something or like cutting it, you know, and then he just looks up and says that or, you know, like maybe characters have that reaction with like, oh, shouldn't you be working or something or yeah. like, also, you know, like like something like that. But later on, uh, you know, uh, Shiro's character who runs the place when they're thinking they're having to shut down because all the delivery drivers have been killed. uh the ghost is like, hey, hey, we should do this, we should do that to try and protect the earth. We have to protect this place because there's, there's the, the hell mouths underneath it, just like the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Uh, but he implies in that scene that, but hey, us, us living humans have to pay taxes. And I'm like, well, why is the ghost working then? At yeah, all? Why does he have a job? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. And uh, again, you know, mentioned this before, but just the they just they look so uninspired like they look more like zombies you know, than they do ghosts because it was pale yeah. skin it looks kind of like slightly dead <laughs> yeah like why not make him like a like you know some like 18th century ghost you know that's like all like you know super fancy uh but is wearing like a you know like apron or something like you know that might be interesting or um or you know i don't know like a like a something from like the the ring or something like really like creepy or scary but they're doing mundane things like something like that would be interesting but yeah like a lot of times i couldn't tell the ghosts at first because they just look kind of pale with maybe like a little bit of dark under their eyes or something yeah um this goes back to you saying everything feels like it's trying to be cool i can't i kind of got that from a lot of the sense of humor to go back to that running joke mm -hmm. about him always saying you know we're on the gates of hell blah 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 everyone has to do something when they go down to the basement and they, they find the ghost janitor, and there's a, the stupid joke where the janitor didn't know he was dead, and he sees the skeleton, he's like, ah, shit balls, I've been dead this whole time. The the, the moment that I'm, I'm bringing up, though, to sort of make my point here, is that when Shears' character says, wait, we're on a gates of hell, and then the ghost says, I've literally been saying that. It's like, no, you haven't, dude. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, this, it's very sort of like bro humour almost, the, the way they kind of yeah. phrase things, the, the way they kind of like, like go oh shut up dude and or, or whatever like it, it has that kind of tone yeah. it's, it's the same because Zizi Beats gets killed the witch kills her and she gets up and then looks down at her body and goes shit I'm dead that sucks and mm -hmm. and I'm like I could see how that could be funny I could see it but it's not <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it's it's definitely not uh, and yeah I, I do I can see what you're saying with that yeah kind of broy humor especially with um maybe. My most hated character. In oh, the movie, I don't know. But the, that's, that's, uh, do you know like, what this guy reminded me of? This is the other driver who's always like, he's very bro humor. He's also always talking about his girlfriend that's much older than him. Mm -hmm. And he's always making like sex references about, you know, going to have sex with her and stuff. He reminded me of the character in uh, The Final Girls who's meant to be the cliched 80s jock. Oh yeah, that's exactly what yeah. um, me and Melissa said. Like, uh, that's Adam Devine, and we're like, "Oh, this guy reminds us a lot of Adam Devine," and you can yeah. tell he was going for that. But yeah, it definitely doesn't pull it off. And I, I'm not the biggest fan of Adam Devine, but I can kind of see that he, like, I, I can kind of see. I, I think he's at least more charming than like this guy. Like, mm. I, I'm not crazy about him, but I think he can pull off what he's trying to do. Like this guy just seems like a poor imitation, and. Again, it's another thing where, you know, his joke is that, you know, he keeps being very blunt and keeps talking about my much older girlfriend that I want to go have sex with. But, like, all right, if you're going to keep doing that, at least give us some type of payoff where she shows up later. Oh, and, yeah, we never like, meet her. We actually never yeah, see this older yeah. girl. Because I thought the joke was going to be she was a ghost and she's, like, 400 years old That's or what I thought. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, no, we never see her. And 
Because here's the thing, the reason why that works in the final girls is because A, I, th- I do think Divine's more charismatic in how he pulls it off, and yeah. secondly, of course, this is the big thing, is that it's supposed to be a satire of this type of character, and the other regular characters yeah. who are in the movie go, hey, this dude's inappropriate and stupid and weird and, un- and not funny at all. It's how they react to him where the humour comes from, as opposed to just, like, you know... But even then, he has a couple of funny lines. You know, there's a, there's a scene... Uh, in, in that movie where he comes in and it's like it's meant to be the scene from the horror movie where he's de- you know he's he's deflowering the, the the lead you know actress yeah. and he's like I'm a I'm a thief I steal cherries <laughs> and it's like it's so over the top and like it, it knows that it's it's the, the 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 most stupid line ever but he he nails that line he really puts his heart and soul yeah. into it <laughs> yeah and then the, another example of just like man just not having any like follow through with jokes and stuff is uh like one thing that i did kind of laugh at was um i forget like someone says something and uh i think it's paul shared's character and he goes like hey like you know that's a stereotype like put a dollar in the stereotype jar i thought like okay that's kind of funny like you know because you've heard of like swear jars but like Mm. you know stereotype jar and i was like okay but then like you know like i feel like if you're gonna do that joke then like show like a jar full of money on the counter and like you know someone like you know just throwing like a dollar in or something like like everything feels like it doesn't have any type of follow through or again just like a little thing like that could have made it like just like a smidge you know funnier that that almost feels to me like the line was thought of on the day if not by the actor and the director or the writer said hey add this line in and it was like oh we don't have a jar to show it's fine we'll just have the line and like you (laughs) know i can see that it was basically the attitude of oh that'll do yeah. That, that'll I, I do right that. i get a lot of that in this movie we'll just represent things with this or we'll just reference them without actually showing them yeah. and if you do that enough it starts to feel like the movie just kind of avoiding everything and it kind of feels that way by the time you get to the end yeah a hundred percent and then uh yeah and uh, again stuff like um you know we didn't really talk about it, uh his character because i guess he doesn't really have one but uh you know steve harrington from stranger things like it feels like he's supposed to be doing something in this movie, but he like it, it's like so like he he has nothing to do. It disappears for like so much of the movie that oh, it seems like he's weird that he's even in it. Yeah, he's basically a cameo. He 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 is introduced at the start with the reporter uh, as the photographer, and it impl- and it introduces Ooh. him like he's going to be a main character with her, right? Um, or at least to the level where the you know the camera guy in Scream, like you know, like with with Courtney yeah, Cox, okay, like, yeah, yeah. at least to that level where he's going to be around with her, like repeatedly throughout the movie. Mm. And instead, he never really comes out with her again after that. We just see him in the office at one point. He's drinking coffee and he said, "Hey, other guys are on this job. We're going to cover the sports, even though she's his boss." But that's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and like, then like eh. I. And I like, yeah, he he barely is in the movie at all. And uh, and again, like you know, he's front and center in that trailer because, uh, you know. Oh no! Again, I'll give I, you this one. Like... I'll give you this one. Yeah. He's in that trailer prominently because of Stranger Things, because that's how they sell yeah, this. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, no question. Like I, I, honestly, if it wasn't for the cast, I wonder if this movie would have even been like put out at all. Like it seems like, uh, like I, I think this might have been made like a few years ago because I think there was like a. I watched the credits, and I think it said, like, 2016 on it or something. That, that wouldn't shock and... me. I feel like it would have been put out. It would have absolutely been put out, but we would never have known about it. This would have been one of those movies yeah. where I would have seen it, like, on, on the you know the release list or whatever, or on, on the, the streaming services, you know, wherever it would have popped up, and I'd have been like, that looks like, you know, direct-to-video, sub, you know, F-list-tier shite. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Um... But because of the cast and because of... And to be... You know what? To be fair, the people who made that trailer, the trailer's pretty solid. I'll give them points. Yeah. They sold me on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because of the trailer and because of some of the cast being actually kind of notable people, um, we were like, yeah, yeah, we'll watch this. I'm looking forward yeah. to it even. And unfortunately, it just yeah. ended up being kind of a... Because uh, uh, the reporter uh, character, again, feels like she's supposed to be important. But ultimately, I, she never really... <sighs> I don't like, know. She never helps anyone. No one ever works together. That is, everything just kind of comes together at the end and, and, and this big confrontation and nothing seems to really matter all that much. 
Yeah, no, like, it, and you always feel like people are about to come together, but they never really do. Like, when, uh, you know, Astrid comes back to the pizza place, you kind of feel like, all right, like, here it is now, here's our team. But then, yeah, like you said, they immediately all just go off, like, in separate directions <laughs> delivering pizza. Yeah, or she's like, gonna, they she, never meet up again. I think the, the obvious outcome is you're expecting the werewolf, Astrid, and the reporter to eventually be the trio who team up to take on the, mm-hmm. the, the, the threat. And they never really do. Astrid and the werewolf kind of talk about as if they're going to, and he doesn't want to. And that sort of sets up his big heroic return towards the end. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, the reporter barely meets them. And the one scene she has with the werewolf, dude, he, you know, like, the joke there is basically that he's already... Ki- she's already figured out everything that he knows. So the scene actually gives us no information at all. It's, it's just the joke of he tries to tell her something. Like, oh, yeah, and this, yeah, you're talking about this. This is who's behind it. This is why they're doing it, at least as far as we know. Because that was the scene where they brought up, oh, the witches want this land to do something with, yet on as of yet unknown. But it's still unknown at the end of the movie. <laughs> Unless we're just going with the generic, yeah. oh, they want to open the gate of hell and just unleash hmm. chaos in the world. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. So we see his will form at the end, and it's the most lackluster like semi wolfman crap bad. ever he's basically got wolverine yeah. sideburns and some like you know fangs and claws mm-hmm. and that's about it <laughs> yeah but i don't know again he's supposed to be like you know all badass and stuff because he's having like this fight scene and stuff and it just it doesn't you know doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah and the fight scene basically amounts to the witch like holding out like her hand and there's light coming from it it's, it's really uninventive in terms of any sort of choreography or or action scene set piece and not that i'm expecting like a big budget movie level thing but you can do interesting sure. things with some tricks you can yeah um and then you know zizi beats just kind of gets held in a like a, a beam of light for all, most of the fight so she's kind of mm. useless and the whole thing is kind of odd i thought the transition because you see him transform back it just kind of fades to him becoming human again it's just like a fade but it happens so quick that he's almost like walking out of the frame before the effect is finished making him be human again and it felt like a really bad mistake it felt like oh shit the shot wasn't as long as it was supposed to be but we can't get another take we didn't notice until we brought it back to the edit suite and chance the rapper's too yeah. busy to come back and shoot more of it because he knows this movie's shite so we just have to kind that of about right. <laughs> we just have to accept the fact that he's already he's already halfway out of the shot when he, he, he turns back into a human oh jesus christ yeah <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, Jesus, I don't, uh, I don't even know what to say, man. Like this, this like obviously there have been other movies that are like, you know, been kind of upsetting, haven't really lived up to what we hope. But I feel like this is the first time in a while where I was like angry, like after I watched this. Uh, you know, I think another one is that you know the young Heather, uh, her name is, who works at the pizza place, oh, sure. tur- turns out to be in cahoots with the witches. She's one of the witches. And that's like a thing that's, you know, we, we, we get a tease early on, she phones someone, tells them what, what's going on, she's, she's giving someone information, and then later on, it turns out she's the new witch, and then at the end, like, the only sort of payoff we get to it is that she tries to pretend that she was being held captive, and then, like, someone says, no, 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 she was one of them, arrest her, and that's it. Like, it feels like, again, it was pointless. There was nothing that actually... They didn't use it in the story to do anything with it, to, to build tension, to make us hate her. She was, like, manipulating things from behind or You know, there was nothing like that. There was there was no use in the story that made it worthwhile. Everything just get, kind of gets thrown out there without actually having a purpose in the story to, to create anything, to create tension, to create drama, to create comedy, to create, like... You know the, the the point of seeing a movie where things are happening and you care because it's creating a feeling or an emotion of some kind of some description. <laughs> Instead, it feels like a lot of concepts are just kind of existing because they thought they'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, are we, are we ready to rate this? Is there anything else you want to get off your chest, Timmy? <sighs> Jesus, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's it, but I, I'm sure there's other stuff that annoyed me. I just can't even really care. There was like a whole weird, like, I guess, like, it was supposed to be like heroin kind of thing where like uh, these food delivery people are also drug dealers, but like, oh, just the one it goes nowhere. It was just the one guy at the start. But yeah, he's delivering. But, like... uh, but... Oh. Well, but there's a scene, though, where, like, they all, like, like all, like, the food delivery people meet and, like, I don't look like a, 
some like abandoned building or something and they have oh, that sure, like, but drug dealer come out what, what i meant was it's, it's not there's no one else at the pizza place it's like you know there's like one person oh, sure, sure. from okay. different you know like yeah. you know like one one guy from the italian place maybe one guy from yeah. you know like it's, it's like all different people but the drug dealer is called cheese and he, he calls his, his heroin cheese and that's like a big thing where they arrest cheese because that's another thing where i thought oh they're making a big introduction of this cheese character because he's going to be important later on in the movie after his interrogation scene which is the scene immediately after his introduction scene you never see him again <laughs> he's introduced uh zz beats like faces off with them and tries to stab him and then the police arrest them they interrogate him about who maybe the killer was and then we just never see him again that's it he's gone yeah yeah, it, it it feels like they have so many weird things like that where it's like, why was this important? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to have like an actual mystery, so they're throwing stuff like in in there to, you know, try to keep you guessing as to what's going on. But it, it's just it felt like it's just handled so poorly and so unimportant that you just could not give a shit. Yep, that that about sums it up. Um, so many things are introduced and then don't actually become anything, and so many things that were supposed to feel became something just didn't feel set up properly enough that weren't given the time to actually make them feel like so whatever right i think we're done uh that's yep. slice <laughs> what are you rating it timmy out of out of 10 out of 10 <sighs> pieces slices <laughs> it's not enough slices for me um i concur <laughs> <laughs> uh honestly i think uh i think i'll give it uh a one point for um maybe just like a maybe like a, a few ideas and some stuff like you know the music uh which you know w- when was there was like all right this is kind of cool and then one point for the cast but i, I can't go higher than that two that's... You're a two out of ten <laughs> two, i, I yeah. can't go quite that low i technically it's not it's not bad enough i think to go below that because it like we're getting down to twos and ones. I'm at Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'm at, I'm at like, you know, uh, what was that Kevin Bacon film from a couple of years ago that we hated? The, the, <laughs> the, the darkness. The darkness. That was it. Like yeah. that. We're down at that level. It's not quite down there. It, it. This is more like a like a forty me. I don't know. Like honestly, like if I'm thinking about other movies, like other bad movies we watched this year, year, like you brought up Truth or Dare, which was like pretty painful, but like. If I had a gun to my head, I would watch that over this because at least that, you know, like at least that could tell like a coherent story. At least, uh, you know, you spend time with characters and get to know them as dumb as the characters are. Like this to me <laughs> was so all over the place and such a mess. Honestly, I can't like I, I can't think about anything that I liked it. Like I, that, 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 that's you know fair. I, mean? I, I think it just didn't make me as angry as it made you. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, obviously, I've I've gotten d- yeah. deep into it. It's, it's not. It's, it's a bad movie, but I, it didn't make me as angry as it made you. I I, I think um, I, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Right. That, that's yeah. that's where See, I'm at. <laughs> See, I, I think that's kind of. I think we're flip flopping a little bit because I think that's kind of what I ultimately came down with. Uh, with the nun, where I was like, okay, you sure. Know, uh, yeah. Go go watch our review of that because we get into it. But like you know, that was a not a good movie. But when I left, I wasn't angry about it. But I felt like bummed out. Like this, I was like angry when I finished watching it. Yeah. And uh, and and maybe it's because of like you know the potential stuff. Like uh, again, like man, this is a great cast. Like like how many people would kill to have you know like these people uh, in a movie? Like you know like uh, they're great and stuff and. You know, and, and again, just, you know, the premise and uh, like, you know, um, full disclosure, I actually, it, you know, it's vastly different <laughs> than this. But uh, I wrote a like a Goatman comic that, you know, involves, uh, you know, delivery, uh, pizza delivery boys. Of course, you are, did. Like, you know, of course, be- <laughs> that was the central premise to an issue of Goatman. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, uh, that was like a script I wrote where like, yeah, they're getting killed and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'll put my money where my mouth is i'll say that that's a much better <laughs> script than this movie uh but you know I, I i like pizza i like that uh you know that idea and stuff and it does nothing with it it annoyed me joe you know i'm looking at that superman towel or whatever as you've got hanging in the, the background there yeah and all, and all i can think of is that they should make pizza where the slices just have the, the corners cut off so they look like a superman logo mm-hmm. so all the slices are like okay. superman emblem shaped <laughs> I'd, I'd eat that for sure. Could you arrange the cheese so that it actually makes the logo? <laughs> That'd take some artistry. 
<laughs> well, I, what, what I would say is uh, don't do that with the cheese because, uh, mm. you know, get the cheese kind of like a yellowish color and then uh, arrange it with a pepperoni to kind of spell out the S. I think uh, okay, that'd okay. be good. I'm going to one up you. I'm going to say not pepperoni because I'm bored of pepperoni because pepperoni is on like so many pieces. Use bolognese sure. and just draw out the S with the bolognese. Oh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fancy Superman pizza. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm going with a four. I'm, I'm not, I, I do feel like maybe I should go with like a 3.5, but I mean, we're averaging out like a three. I feel like that's a good screams after midnight yeah. score to, yeah. <laughs> to, to average on at the end of this. Um, but clearly we don't recommend it like you know i'm not recommending oh. the, the, the 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 damn thing it, it's bad right it's bad people mm-hmm. uh waste your time yeah. on other things less bad things or yeah. more even more bad things because then they're, they're funny bad this is this is not that sure yeah yeah i mean i would gladly take um you know i, I don't want to spoil any of the you know stuff we got coming up for october but we did some pretty mm. good like you know bad movies there and i would take oh, yeah. those like any day of the week you know compared to uh this movie oh yes uh so that that has been this episode of screams after midnight and tim just did just say the magic word he said october because we're almost at october uh this episode's <laughs> going up pretty soon as is the next one we're recording this is actually the final night we're recording before october because tim's going off and getting married so he's away for a couple of weeks uh he'll be back in about the third week of october and we'll start doing some new stuff then but we have banked a lot of episodes for the october thorn because what we do every october is we do a bunch of extra episodes we have something in the region of four movies a week if not more depending on because like, usually we'll plan for four a week and then during October, and this may happen less this year because Tim's getting married, but Tim will be like, hey, hey, let's do another movie. <laughs> I want to do another one. Oh, watch this thing. Let's do one on this. <laughs> and that happens quite a bit I, during I think, October. Yeah, I think I put more planning into uh, recording all these October episodes than I did the actual wedding. You say that as if that's 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 weird or shouldn't have been the case. I feel like that's that's exactly what should have what should have happened. But here's the thing, Tim. I'm fairly certain you spent a lot more money on the wedding than you did on these episodes after midnight. True. So you didn't have to get yourself custom Castlevania shoes for this. Fair. That's Very it. True. I feel like a, a custom. I don't know the boy hat or something might be. Oh, I'd wear that on the cards for the show. <laughs> Uh, get a little Bram's face on there and just be like, yeah, I'm repping Bram's this so week. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes, cool. That's the word you'd be. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming up in October, the October Thon. We have a bunch of episodes coming. We've got all that cool stuff lined up and ready to go. Uh, so you can look forward to that. And then, yeah. and if uh, and if people want to do their own October Thon, I think you just uh, release a spreadsheet on the Facebook group. People can yes, um, um, follow along with that. Yeah, I've not actually put the spreadsheets out yet. Usually I put a Google Doc up so people can uh, try and do some marathons and get points and stuff. Um, I've not put that out yet, but I did put a screenshot of it out just so people could see what the bonuses were. Because you get okay. bonuses. Um, if you watch five movies from like, the same decade, you get a bonus for that decade. If you watch five movies from the same subgenre, you get a bonus for that subgenre. Uh, and so on and so on. It's just an excuse to watch as many movies as possible. That's just basically yeah. what it is. Uh, and funnily enough, most of our October movies don't count for it this year because we did them all in advance. But I mean, that's just yeah. <laughs> that, that's it worked twice as hard in October. Um, but yeah, so so another thing, of course, every month our patrons. So if you go to patreon.com slash TV, you get to support the show, the channel, everything we do here, and keep the reviews coming. Um, and and one day we can we can spend more time doing reviews because we we don't need money from anything else. That's that's the, that's that's the hope, of course. <laughs> that's the hope. Um, and you know, poor poor Tim can can get a slice of pizza uh, occasionally well, on Patreon. I don't know if you saw the news. <laughs> well, I don't know oh. if you saw the news, but I guess uh, Amy Schumer is getting uh, paid a million dollars to start her own podcast. So I don't know, maybe if we can try to get you know, <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, uh, if if a million people <laughs> want to give us a dollar each per month, I'd be a okay with that. Um, <laughs> Let's be honest, if a million people wanted to give us a cent a month, that'd probably work out as a, yeah. a reasonable amount. <laughs> so well, I don't like I don't want to sound greedy though. Like I'd be okay with five hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're not greedy. Five hundred thousand is fine. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I mean that's like what, two hundred grand for each of us and then Matt and Connor yeah. can get like five each. So they don't need a lot. 
Yeah. A fifth each. <laughs> They'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, you know, we'll like, uh, we'll send them a fruit basket once a year. Fruit basket. Yeah. There you go. There yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> screams is where the most of the money goes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the point I was getting at is that obviously one of the things that our patrons get to do for, for, away from the joking shilling is that they get to vote every month at uh, the $5 tier. They get to vote in a movie once a month for October during the month of September, the voting that's up for October, there's three votes that are up. There's a uh, two Patreon votes. There's usually one, but there's two for October and then there's a third vote, which is open to everyone. So if you check a link in the description below on YouTube or in the audio podcast version, there'll be a link to the, the Google voting sheet. Uh, for the the free public vote, which is uh, all horror anthologies, and everyone can vote on that, so you get a taste of the voting, uh, no matter who you are. Uh, uh, but patrons, of course, get the other two votes as well. One of which is uh, classic Universal monster movies, and the other one is what we're calling franchise stars, and that's like uh, Hellraiser, Children of the Corn, Puppet Master, and Leprechaun. And whatever one wins, we'll do the first movie in October, and then we'll continue the franchise uh, over the, the next year or so. I thought you were going to say, whatever one wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not true. There's three of these that I... Well, no, nah, there's two of these that I'd be excited to do. And two that I'm not so excited to do. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Interesting. Now, that's not to say that I'm expecting all the sequels and the two that I'm excited to do to be good. But there's at least enough that I know I like to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do at least a few of those. Um, so... Yeah. I think you'll be happy with Leprechaun. That is worst case scenario. I want to put that out there right now. That that is Defcon five, right? That is worst case scenario, or is Defcon one worst case scenario? I, I never, I'm not sure how Defcons work. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> like, like, is, does it go up? Is like, you know, two is worse than one, then three is worse, or is it like we go up to one? Is like five's the lowest, and then when we get to one, that's like okay, possible nuclear war. <laughs> Very good question. I can't remember. Fill us no in. <laughs> what, what is what is the the rules with death defcon uh, situation ratings? To let us know yeah. uh, in the comments. There should, there should be a horror movie called Deathcon. That'd be fun. Oh, Deathcon! Oh, I like that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Deathcon. Deathcon one. Deathcon five. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You you just you start with one because the then sequels, the sequels. Yeah. yeah, you just keep going up. Deathcon numbers. That's perfect. <laughs> Scold. All right, no one can do that because we just uh, yeah we <laughs> trademarked just, it. Just just copyrighted it. Yes, yes. Can't call your movie Defcon. We we've we've coined that phrase. That is, that is copyright screams after midnight. Male fuzz TV incorporated. Uh, so no. Um, so yeah, check out Patreon. Uh, let us know what you thought of the movie if you've seen it in the comments. Uh, all the usual stuff. Get us on Twitter at screams midnight. Uh, I don't have the thing ready to come up because I had to reinstall Windows, so not all my little bells and whistles aren't set up. But at Screams Midnight is the Screams After Midnight Twitter. Uh, you can get the mailed fuzz Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for just channel updates for everything. But if you just like the horror stuff, if you just like Screams, you can go to the, the Screams After Midnight Twitter at Screams Midnight. Uh, I'm at Wibble89, Tim's at Tim Vergulish. Uh, rate the podcast on the iTunes, your podcast app, highly please. That helps us out a lot. Because um, you know, as much as we like to shell Patreon, there's lots of other ways you support us and help us, and that's just watching the stuff, liking it, coming and sharing us out on Twitter, all those things, they all help. Uh, but that is that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. We went over an hour on Slice. I am shocked <laughs> and appalled at that. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching. We'll see you next time. Keep watching scary movies. Goodbye.